Broadcasting live from Field of the Dead on the Plain of Amonkhet, probably. This is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome, everybody. I'm Graham. I'm James. I'm Cameron. And I just assume that Field of the Dead is on Amonkhet because it makes zombies and mm. Amonkhet had a, it's not a desert per se but it looks kind of deserty and there's other cards from Amonkhet in the set it could be anywhere that, it's Corset who knows that does seem like a reasonable Presu- supposition presumably somebody at Watsi, right like presumably presumably someone knows every yeah. card is very specifically a part of a plane mm-hmm. they just don't make it incredibly obvious sometimes yeah but but I assume when they came up with this they were like, this is on whatever plane. It must Ooh. be. Well, if you yeah, look in at... in order to give it art direction. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at Winding Way from Modern Horizons, mm-hmm. it's clearly Theros, because Theros is the only plane we've seen that has those Greek oh, trees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the... Um, I don't know what kind of tree that's called. I do, but it's gone from my brain. Goodbye. Goodbye. You didn't need it. No. And, and yet, Hello. Welcome, everybody. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, an update. There's already been an update to the Magic Arena Mastery System based on user feedback. And then actually talking about some M20 since we didn't get as much of a chance to talk about M20 Limited uh, as we intended to last time because we talked a lot about the Mastery System. And next time, next episode, currently, we're planning to talk a bit about the recent changes to the ban list primarily the commander ban list. Commander. That'll be next time. But for today, before we start, a reminder that this show is brought to you by CardKingdom.com. Check out CardKingdom.com slash LRR. Use that promo code to let them know that we sent you over there. And we do that because we think they're great. We use them ourselves. And they'll ship singles anywhere in the world and very, very fast. Mm. And uh, if you tell them in the little comments thing when you place an order, loading ready run sent me, button please, they'll give you a little one inch button, which currently says math is for blockers, but who knows how long that's going to last. Uh, and of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Let us begin with a crack a pack. Uh, Cameron, you want to roll the big old d20 there? Huh. 14. Catholics. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13, 14. Ooh, it's a pack of Mirrodin. Oh. Original Mirrodin. This was given to us by Mike Chip at MagFest 2018. Thanks. Ooh, wait. Wow. We went to MagFest in 2018? I guess. Huh. I thought the last That's time. That's what that yeah, says, right? Yeah. Certainly looks like it. I thought the last time I went to Magfest was 2017, though. I thought so too. Oh no, I guess because it was Ben. Who went? To, it was Ben and Ian, Ian and, and Beach. Beach that went to Magfest. Oh, I guess yeah. in 2018. So and none then of us. FedEx lost a box of our stuff. That's right. It mm. was, okay, so yeah, it was 2018. Maddening. Cool. All right. So Mirrodin, original Mirrodin. This is from 2004? 2005? 7? 12? 2003. Wow. 1983? 1983, yes. And we start with Fangren Hunter. I don't know what any of these cards do. Uh, Three, yeah, let's not play that game. Three green green for a 4-4 with Trample. Where's Wheeler? Sure. Um, That seems like a common green creature. Yeah, I mean, like, 4-4 is, it's okay. It's, I mean, it's like... I think nowadays this would probably be closer to like a 5 5 with Trample. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, so, but yeah, seems kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, Neuroc Hover Sail. This sounds like an artifact. Yep. Single, <laughs> single mana artifact equipment. Equip cost is two, and the equipped creature has flying. No, thank you. Yeah, that's a little expensive equip for this. This is a flip of Kite Sail, isn't it? Isn't Kite Sail yeah. two to cost and two to cast and one to equip? I want to say, yeah, Kite Sail is one to equip. I'm sure of it. Nope. Nope. But it gets plus one, plus zero. Oh. oh. And it's two and two. So Kite Sail is better, I guess. I like that that Kite Sail is just flying on its own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really speak much to the airworthiness of Kite Sail. Where's the pilot? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Disciple of the Vault, part of a combo. Single mm-hmm. black mana for a 1-1 one, one human cleric. Whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from play, any artifact... You may have target opponent lose one life. Yep. I don't recall what the combo is, but it does stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's it's cool. Uh, Pewter Golem. 
is a five mana four two golem, and for one and a black, you may regenerate pewter golem. This is the the Mirrodin's so weird because the all the artifacts are very pale. Mm-hmm. Like yes. They're very very pale. I have an artifact on the table. The next card is white, and they look super similar. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and weird. the and the mana symbols on the artifacts. Would, I believe this was actually a printing error that the mana symbols on the artifacts are not in color. They're, yeah. Mm. Now, what's the? Uh, was this the f- the first set that went to the gray artifacts? Yes. Yes. And so they just they didn't quite have the printing because the new it was the new border. Yeah, right. was in Mirrodin is the first one with the new border, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. this is where modern starts, right? Did, did this happen before eighth edition? Because eighth edition is the cutoff for modern. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was. I don't actually know. It would have been right around the same time. Like it's either going to be the one before the one. Yeah, they're all really pale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the point. I assume it was eighth edition, and then this was the fall set. Probably. Anyways, it's a four-two. It's garbage. Move on. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, Razor barrier. Very spiky. Uh, one in a white for an instant target permanent you control gains protection from artifacts or from the color of your choice until end of turn. Yeah, I mean that's. What was the version of this that was printed in um, New Phyrexia? With the cast Apostle's Blessing. Cast oh, for right. it, it was the mana, same, right? but it was one in a white Phyrexian mana. Right, right. I recall that you could you could get people with that, mm-hmm. but it helped that you could pay Phyrexian mana for it if you had to. I really enjoy that this guy is like this Leonin is sure, right? Like, look at him with his arm in the air. Yeah, he's dodging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just looking at 8th edition also does have that. Um, They're really pale. The, the yeah, extremely, extremely pale uh, <laughs> artifacts. Dingus right. egg. Dingus egg. That's not as, I, with the white border, it pops a little bit more, though, I mm. think. Because with the black border, yeah. It's weird. Anyway. Uh, soldier replica is uh-huh. a three mana for a 1-3 soldier, artifact creature soldier, and for one and a white and sacrifice it. Soldier replica deals three damage to target attacking or blocking creature. Actually, All of the replicas were, like, f- fine. Like, mm-hmm. they were all fine. Some some were better <coughs> than others. You needed artifacts. This deck, this set was all about artifacts. You had a lot of artifacts. You would run things. Mm-hmm. Uh, battle growth. Single green. Instant. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. I don't think that's worth a card. That's not worth no. a card at all. But I mean, it's nice that it's a counter. It's a combat trick that sticks around. Yeah, but yeah. it's a very minor combat uh, trick. But now, of course, there was artifact synergies with... Plus one, plus, plus one, one, plus one counter. Yeah. Yeah. Modular. Mod- modular. Modular. Yeah. 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 Still, it's still not great. Uh, Nim, maybe it was. Nim Lasher, uh, two and a black for a zombie. The the Meriden zombies were the, were the Nim. Uh, so it's a one one. Nim. Yeah, it's a one one for two and a black, and it gets plus one plus zero oh for each artifact you control, but it never gains toughness. So yeah. I think this is terrible. It's yeah bad. for three mana. None of these cards seem particularly good. Yeah, and like limited one one drop artifact, two drop artifact. Turn three, Nim Lasher. It's like, haha, I have a three one. Yeah. Cool. Steel Wall. <laughs> one okay. mana for an 0 4. Hell yeah. Walls can't attack. I'm in. First pick. Wall of Wood is an 0 3. Yeah. Like that, uh, steel should be a pretty big upgrade <laughs> over yeah. wood. Yeah, you would think like the Amaranthine Wall is a 0 8 or a 0 6. This is yeah. easier to cast though. And that's just made of grass. Doesn't this also have just a strictly better version in in the Return to Mirrodin block that's in the, you can pay a green to give it reach? Doesn't it have like annex something of the annex? No. No, it's just it's just an O four wall. I remember playing it at the pre release because I was like, well, if I need to stop st- stop myself from being attacked while I do my whatever horse crap I'm trying to do mm. in this terrible deck, did not do well at that pre release. Um, disarm. Very strange. Single blue mana for an instant. Unattach all equipment from target creature. That is not worth a card. I mean, it's a fun like, getcha. I'm, I'm. Yeah, maybe. It's a, it's I guess. It's a fun combat but track. I, like, I wouldn't play this, but <laughs> I like the the um. I like the flavor text. Be thankful. I left your clothes. 
Okay. Yeah, that's not okay. I've been able I've been able to craft I've been able to craft a best case scenario where this is an absolute blowout. Mm-hmm. That Leonin that like buffs other creatures you control on the basis of how many artifacts or how many equipments are attached to that creature. Oh right, yeah. Right? So you just you unattach it to all of them and everything sucks. There. You there did you go. There's you figured your, it out. There's yeah. your great scenario. Pl- don't play this card. Uh, Viridian Joiner, two and a green for a 1-2 Elf Druid. Tap to add an amount of green mana to your mana pool equal to Viridian Joiner's power. Sure. Yeah. yeah actually, I mean, yeah. It's a three mana mana dork that can prob- maybe get a little bit better. There's a lot of equipment in the set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably okay. Like Marwin from Dominaria mm-hmm. had the same tap ability. Uh, for elves, right? Number of elves. Well, no. So it was it was still her power, but she got a plus one plus one counter every time right. another elf came into play. So, but there wasn't a huge amount of elves in Dominaria. No. So also she was only she started as a one one. Right. So being a one two makes this I think a little better. I think Viridian Joiner. W- I didn't play Mirrored and Limited. I assume this card was fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my assumption. Oh, Kathy, it's Cathodian. Hey. Three mana for a three three, and when it dies, you get three mana. Yes, please. Great. Yeah. Sure. First pick. It's a th- slam it. Being a three mana three three. Yeah. Is good enough. Yeah. But it doesn't swing through wall of steel. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Unless you put the plus one plus one counter, counter on, on it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There we oh, go. This thing comboed. It's it's the nuisance engine. I love this name. Three mana artifact for two and tap. Put a zero one pest artifact token into play. Presumably, this can do things with other things. Well, you just you get more artifacts. Just, oh, I just guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, right. They are artifacts. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. You get infinite chump blockers. Not infinite, but like you get a chump blocker every turn. You just you make more artifacts. You have artifacts coming into play. You have artifacts dying. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. No nuisance. Nuisance engine could do could do cool stuff. Uh, mere mind servant. I was wondering when we would find one of these. Yeah. Single mana for a 1-1 one, one mirror, and for two and tap, shuffle your library. What? Wow. Why? I wondered I why? wondered why I'd never seen this particular mirror before. Yeah. I was like, huh, I haven't seen this mirror. Why? I wonder what it does. Oh. Nothing. It's also kind of like Iron Man colors. You can only shuffle your library. Like, the flavor text is it knows what you're, what you're planning and it does not approve. That implies that you could shuffle the opponent's, opponent's library. Opponent's library, yeah. But no. 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 Here's the thing about Mirrodin. There were a lot of whiffs. Uh, and our rare is, what on earth? Quicksilver Fountain. I've never seen this card before. Three mana artifact. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player puts a flood counter on target non-island land he or she controls. That land is an island as long as it has a flood counter on it. At end of turn, if all lands in play are islands, remove all flood counters from them. At the beginning, each player's upkeep, that player puts up... I still don't get it. What? So I guess this is supposed to lock your opponent... Because if a, if a land it is an island, yeah, then it can only tap for blue mana, right? So it's not like it's not like they get to tap for either or. If, if, it's, if you say that mountain is now an island, then they can't tap it for red mana. So I assume yeah. you're in a blue deck... You use this as sort of like a stacks kind of effect where every turn they have one fewer useful land for their deck. Except a couple problems. One, lots of artifacts, mm-hmm. which you can cast for anything. Uh-huh. Two, at a certain point, they all go away, and then the thing begins again. Three, this sucks. <laughs> it's like a you- terrible blood moon. This is so bad. Yeah. I... You think Wheeler knows what this card does? <laughs> also, I, I like this. Probably not. Uh, in the uh, the rules clarifications for it, here's the here's the wombo combo. Okay. Uh, the land. So the lands stay islands until the flood counter is removed. Yeah. Yeah. So if the quicksilver fountain is gone, nothing is there to remove the flood counters. Right. Ah. Oh. So you get them down to, like, one land, and then you destroy your Quicksilver Fountain, and then it counters never go away, right. I guess. Ha-ha! And it becomes, yeah, it's, it's no. like an incredibly long, elaborate 
Blood Moon. This is terrible. For blue. This is I'm, unbelievably garbage. I'll be first picking the Disciple of the Vault, Graham. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll be glad that Watsi doesn't make artifact-based decks. I would probably just take Cathodian. But yeah, yeah. Disciple, Disciple like, seems good. It, it, this seems like an interesting solution to the long-standing problem of Watsi's uh, artifact-heavy sets being quite powerful. <laughs> It makes or me. This pack seems yeah. like yeah. this pack solution. makes me happy. They don't do those sets anymore. There's also there's one white card. There's one blue card. Mm. Yeah. There's no there's no cards. red. And then there's two black cards. One of which is Nimlasher and three green cards. Uh, like, is there even a card? Do any of the artifacts interact with red? None of them did, right? No. no. We got we got a artifact. We got a white artifact and a black, black artifact. artifact. <laughs> wow. All right. Cool. Cool pack. Wow. Cool set. <laughs> what a weird thing. All right. So, mastery system, pardon me. When we last spoke, mere days before this change, we were talking about the mastery system and people's complaints with it and our own issues with it uh, up and down. And uh, I appreciate everyone being cool in the YouTube comments. That was nice. So, Wizards has... Look, I'll say this, and I, I, th I think I said this last time. The arena team is... Nimble and responsive in a way that Wizards Digital has never been before. <laughs> in a way that a lot of studios have never been before. I mean, we were yeah, here actually. We were here a week ago, not even a week ago, talking about the mastery system, being, you know, kind of on the fence. Nice, kind of on the fence about it. We had our likes, we had our dislikes, but we also did. I remember clearly saying that we weren't expecting any changes to it as it stood mm -hmm. like i assumed that it would remain the same with the exception of paul i believe said during the uh episode that they were going to be removing the 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 ability to buy levels yes they had already at that point said that they were taking that away which curiously didn't happen in the most recent update yeah i noticed that as well but, but. i did not expect i, I think they said it was going to be the end of july update uh, okay i didn't expect anything like what they did mm -hmm. like it, it's kind of almost unheard of so as a reminder yeah you would expect that they would at least keep it for like a a while to see how we'll it just would keep go. it for the one set mm, but yeah. anyways as a reminder they introduced this mastery system you earn experience you move along this track yeah and without paying any additional money into it or gems which you can technically earn in game but earning up to 3400 gems would take you a while or you have to be very good at draft without paying you earn you have the potential to earn up to three packs a week which they took from previously it was if you just got 15 wins in a week you got three packs at 5 10 and 15 yes mm -hmm. these are the normal these are the normal arena eight card packs not like a full limited pack and then you can also pay money to get into the to get into the mastery track again as a reminder, you can do that at any point. So as with everything we're discussing with the mastery system, if you don't think it'll be worthwhile, wait. Hmm. Wait until the last day of the season and then look and go, okay, if I pay 3,400 gems, I will get all of these levels and then see if it's worth it to you to then just unlock all of that at once. Hmm. You know, you don't have to do it now. Unless you, unless there's a reason that you want to get that stuff as you're going along, so, um, so the the pushback was that people felt like the app now required them to log in every day, or at least more than maybe they were, mm -hmm. right? Because the nice thing about the three packs on 15 wins is there is no limit there, right? You didn't, you could do that in one day. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but with the new mastery system and taking those three packs and putting them on the track every other level, it meant that to get those three same packs, you couldn't do, you can't do that in a day. There's not, there's not enough experience for you to accumulate yeah. in the course of playing over a day to get those three packs, and that was one of the big sticking points. So, because the way that it worked was daily wins would give you 150 and 50 experience, and then further daily wins you wouldn't get any other experience, and your daily quests would give you 800 experience, and you could let those daily quests stack up three in a row, just like you could before. Yeah, the, the ones that gave you gold and still do give you gold. So you could log in every three days. 
clear out those three quests, get your gold, and then a 16, 2400 experience from those three quests and your daily wins for the day. So you could, you could log in every three days and get 2600 experience yes. every three days. Mm. So, like, you didn't actually have to log in every day. No. It, it, but the problem was that it made you felt like you did. Yes. Right. Or made you feel like you did. Pardon me. Weird conjugation of that sentence, Graham. And people didn't like that. People didn't like that. They didn't like that you could just buy levels. Basically, it was people being like, hey, we don't like that we're feeling psychologically manipulated here. Mm-hmm. And Wizards went, okay. I, I, I get that. So they've said that they're going to take away the ability to buy levels because they don't want people to feel like they're pressured into doing that. Uh, and again, that that button hasn't actually gone away, but I assume that that yeah. was a harder thing to remove. Well, Te- no, they, they they said that they were going to, as James mentioned, yeah. they said they were going to take that away before we even recorded the last episode. So. Yeah. But what they've done now is they've sort of balanced between the current system and the old system. So they have removed the experience for daily wins. So daily wins are now back to what they were before, which is... 250 gold, 100, 100, 100, and then a mix of 50 gold and cards as you go on. No experience with the daily wins. Now there's a new tracker, and it's 15 weekly wins, and you just get experience for your 15 weekly wins. The daily quests now, instead of 800 XP, are now 500 XP. So there's less wins associated with the daily quests, but there's more experience available overall. Like, the net available experience is actually gone up, hmm. uh, meaning that if you are someone who only logs in once a week or twice a week, uh, you actually are able to get more experience than you could before if you were logging in every day. Yeah. Because, I mean, one of the really big sort of sticking points was this idea where, despite experience not being technically capped people just ran out of stuff to do to get experience. Exactly. That was the that was what I said last time that I thought they had a real uh messaging issue because the the, the arena account was saying there 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 is no daily experience cap. And people were like but there de facto is. Well, yeah, people were like, "Well, you're lying." And they're like, "Well, no, we're not lying. There is no experience cap." Mm-hmm. But you just you, there's there's only so much on offer, right? Right. But I mean, so They've said that events are going to have experience with them, right? So, say in the future, there's an. This is in the. If we assume that the system hadn't changed, say there's an event happening and you have three quests backed up and you have your daily wins and everything, you could do all of that and earn mm. thousands of experience in one day. So, yeah, there is no cap. But then once you've done that, then what happens the next day? Then you only have the daily wins. Right. 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 So. Yeah, like you say, there is there wasn't an actual cap, but there was kind of a cap of what you could do. So anyway, now. Now there's experience with your quests, the ones that get you 500 and 750 gold. There's 500 experience per one of those quests. There's no experience with daily wins. And there's uh, experience for your 15 weekly wins. So if you can only log in once or twice a week, uh, this is much more in keeping with the feeling that it was before So for your three packs. And then, yeah, they've said that there's going to be another Chronicles event or, uh, Chronicles events coming up like there were for War of the Spark when they did like the like there was like the Popper and the Singleton and the, like the you know the Omniscience draft I think was one of them um, all the different sort of odd things apparently there'll be experience associated with those don't forget that they've already they've uh, the uh, the two codes um, level up and brought back both as one word that those each get you two levels worth of experience Ooh. and yeah I mean, so now, like I said last time, now it's just, to me, anyway, this is my personal opinion, now it, the only sort of criticism of it is the general criticism of how mastery passes and things like that and the way that it's laid out with both tracks visible are generally psychologically manipulative, and that's an industry-wide problem. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say that we shouldn't call wizards out for it, because I don't want to do the thing where it's like, well, everyone does it, so... You right, know, right, right. Because this is how we got to the point of, like, loot boxes. Remember how mad people got about horse armor? Yeah. Remember right, how yeah. mad people got? Yeah. And now it's like, well, it's just horse armor. Yeah, right. no, it's just, yeah, horse it's just cosmetics, right? right? That's all been normalized. So that's a much bigger discussion. <laughs> like, I, I'm old enough that I remember when people were profoundly annoyed that Steam could modify your 
or Steam could like read what your system had. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it could tell what video card you had and reported that back. <laughs> and now it's just like, well, of course it does that. Everything does that. Siri's listening to me have sex. Yeah. Like <laughs> Google Home is telling, uh, you know, is, or Alexa is telling Jeff Bezos what I think about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's not I, complimentary. No. Uh, yeah. So like, you know, the, the, there, there's this problem in games with with FOMO. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's... and some people are very susceptible to it and make bad uh, financial decisions because of that. And it's it's a legit problem. problem. And people yeah. are, you know, companies are uh, abusing that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but again, it's sort of like that's a little beyond uh, what we can. <laughs> I mean, we can talk at this. length about it, but this yeah. is a podcast about Magic: The Gathering, yeah, and how we play it. Yeah. So I just, so. I just, I did. Well, yeah, I just don't want people to think like no, that, I'm, that I'm, I'm going like great. Everything is no. sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. I am really happy with these decisions, and I'm glad that they made these changes so quickly. Again, I am frankly astonished that, as you say, not just any company. I'm sorry, Wizards. I love you, Wizards of all people. Yeah. Is being this nimble and responsive with a digital product it's great it's awesome and i hope that mm-hmm. that that this is the kind of response and communication that we get that we continue to get going forward because it it makes a big difference that 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 they're that they're doing this mm-hmm. um i'm curious to see what uh comes of the historic format uh in rotation i know that people are annoyed that Previous sets won't be added back, and they've right because they've, historic doesn't include Kaladesh or Amonkhet blocks. Yeah, because those just don't exist on the client right now. Right. Uh, even though they all work because we played them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, earlier, I mean, yeah, earlier they, in the beta, they don't exist publicly for yeah, us. Yeah, and it's, they've they've said that's a issue for the basically the health of the format, not mm-hmm. like a programming thing. Right, and where where when those sets were available, the player base was smaller, so the number of players who have access to those. You know, sometimes quite powerful cards is limited. Yeah. Right. So, well, no one has them in their collections because there was a there was a oh, wipe. Right. There's yes. a wipe. Right. Yeah. Yes. Of when course, the, there was a wipe when the open open beta came out. So, anyway, um, I'll be interested to see. You know, people have been theorizing: is are they going to do? You know, will we see historic paper events at Magic Fests? Right? Like, is historic a thing that's just like, oh, yeah, that's that dumb arena thing? Or is there going to be more to it, you know? Yeah, I mean, personally, I would... Will this be the next modern? Will it be the next brawl? <laughs> I, it, I certainly, it certainly feels like in paper it has a much bigger chance of being the next brawl than the next modern. Mm-hmm. Um, um, maybe in a few years. Like, because the fact is, is that come September when we hit rotation it's basically gonna be it's just it's extended at that point right like Mm -hmm. i realized we didn't actually talk about that last time that's in when archery codename archery comes out in september yeah that's when the standard rotation happens and uh oh shoot what is it ixalan and it's a big rotation ixalan and m19 and dominaria Dominaria? yeah all rotate out of standard But on Arena, they're introducing a new format called Historic, that won't be confusing, that is basically just everything that's available on Arena. Hmm. So there'll be Standard, which is just what's in actual Magic Standard like everything else, and then Historic, which is everything that's available on Arena so that people's cards aren't, are no longer useless. Like, gone. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean it's, that's got to be a challenging problem for, for Wizards where they yeah. don't want to further balkanize, or they don't want to balkanize their player base between arena players and paper players mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily also want to overwhelm paper players with yet another format that you need to bring a deck for yeah I, yeah I, I don't see it being a format that um, shows up in paper anytime soon what if it's awesome though I, if it's awesome then <laughs> I mean, maybe I, it will I'm not holding my but breath it, on that but, but again yeah. like for at least for the next like certainly next year plus, or at least for the first year of its life, I think it's not going to feel all that exotic. I suppose, right? right? It, like it's not like, going to. Oh, I remember this standard deck from last year. Yeah, exactly. But now there's cards from archery in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I could see maybe um, in like two or three years when the format has a card pool that isn't just very recent standard. Um, 
that's when I feel like it could start really taking off because mm-hmm. um, you just have a much larger card pool and all of a sudden now there's a lot more viable decks. Right. So Cool. But who knows? We'll see. So let's talk about M20. Uh, Risen Reef is a completely absurd card. Oh, yeah. yeah. It should well, who, be banned. Who is it that was the saying reef. that uh, when there's an uncommon blue-green card that draws you cards and is a creature, it's just always keep, good. keep your eye on it? Yep. Yeah. Like Coiling Oracle and, mm-hmm. like... And so I heard it's good in standard. I haven't paid attention. So Risen Reef, one green blue for a 1-1 one, one elemental, and that is obviously very key. Mm-hmm. Um, when Risen Reef or another elemental enters the battlefield under your control, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it into or put it onto the battlefield tapped. And if you don't put the card onto your battlefield, you just draw it. Yeah. Um, so combos with Chandra and makes two elementals oh, a turn. wow. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, and also just combos with every other elemental in the set for which yes. there are a lot um adam and i um for lur mtg yesterday we we're recording this on friday thursday afternoon we drafted a fairly absurd green blue elemental deck with risen reef and this card was by a long shot the all-star of the deck oh yeah like it's, it's not it it's wasn't unreal. even close and it it's cert it's good enough on its own like, even if you're just playing Risen Reef and, like, one or two other elementals, it's still great. But our deck probably had about nine or ten elementals, including the... What's the druid called? The mana dork, the one... Oh, the, Leaf King druid. The Leaf King druid. Yeah. Um, that's an elemental. Yep. Um, and... Do you have the, those, o- the overgrowth elemental? Yep. That one's good, too. And we had the... Uh, we had a wave crasher... Um, oh, which is the, wave crasher? Yeah, which yeah. is three in a, which is three in a blue for a four four when it enters the battlefield. Uh, return a creature you control to your hand. So it, um, notably, it's return another creature. Yes, so return another creature. If it's because because that's different in a couple. Yes, templating. If Yarok's Wave Crasher is the only creature you play, you don't have to bounce it. You Correct. Can, you just get a four four for four in blue. But. It's also an elemental. Yeah. And with Risen Reef, it's like, okay. <laughs> so you play that, you bounce the Reef, and then you or, replay the Reef next turn? Or we play this and we bounce, bounce the Druid oh. um, because it's cheaper. Mana and and now you're, you're... Use the Druid to cast the Wave Crasher? That's what the, we did. Oh, that's so Numerous good. times. And the, and the Druid's great because that deck had no problem getting a few creatures out on the board, which means you turned on the double mana tap rather than just the single. Um, and we had two or three of them in the deck, and the deck was just completely absurd. Like, wow. we were drawing way too many cards. We won one game where we literally had no cards left in our hand. Um, it was a very, very good... I highly recommend, I assume by the time that this podcast goes up, that VOD will be up. Mm. I would I would really recommend going to check out that VOD. It was a really good stream. We played a lot of really good Magic I think we only dropped one game and won all six or seven matches that we played. It was all a of lot our, of fun. All of our Twitch VODs, by the way, if you are listening to this or if you're watching it on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash loading ready run, all of our Twitch VODs go up on a different YouTube channel, yep. youtube.com slash loading ready live. And yeah, that'll be an LRR MTG one for July 11th. 11th. Yeah. All the uh, Friday night paper fight, of course, is there too if you want to see paper magic. Cool. Yep. Um, for which we're doing a I, sorry, I, draft tonight. I was just when I, I was on I'm on Scryfall and I was just looking I, I, I just did a search for, you know, what what other reef uh creatures are obviously reef isn't a creature type, but Reef Pirates. Yeah, so there's reef pirates and reef worm. But what I like about the doing this search is now I, w- I want to make uh a blue green uh reef and also tree folk because mm-hmm. all the tree folk show it because TR E-E-L. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Treef oak. Yeah. So it's the 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 re, uh, the blue reefs and the tree folk have something in common. Yeah, which is four the word. letters. Yeah, yeah. Just call it the treef. Yeah. yeah. Or or reef madness. Um I've been playing in standard actually the oh, yeah. Dreadhorde deck, which is a black white deck that um runs Cruel Celebrant and the uh, the three two zombie from Ravnica block that when a creature dies draws you a card you lose one life. Uh, oh, uh, Midnight Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the what uh, the the sorcery has Dreadhorde in oh, the name. Command the Dreadhorde. Command the Dreadhorde. Where you pay where, a bunch of life and just reanimate things. Yes, and then every X cost 
uh, artifact creature available. So oh. uh, the Ugin's <laughs> elemental, and then the uh, 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 the other dude with the f- uh, the Wooberg activated ability. So Ugin's conjurant and. and the Wooberg activated ability. It was like fixed walking ballista, oh, which meant oh, not uh, very good walking ballista. Uh, gateway sentry. Gateway sentry. So See, you, I, don't, I don't memorize cards. I'm just like, oh, this effect. They uh, they cost you no life to bring back, and they die immediately? Yep. <laughs> and also Ugin's I want this deck list. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Emma Handy uh, tweeted it. Sweet. And uh, I, I think she mentioned it was somebody else's build, but she was playing around with it a little bit. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. And it dies to the elemental deck all the time mm. or to any graveyard hate. So mm. if somebody's running like Ashiok for value, you that, just explode. That but, ley line is back. Yeah, the ley line is back as well. But it's a really fun and uh, like. Oh, sorry. Chamber Sentry. Pardon chamber me. Sentry. Right. Um and yeah, it's a good time. It also runs Liliana. Uh, and well, yeah, yeah you can the, just she's the Dreadhorde general. Yeah, you can just blow people up with it. It's really it's really entertaining. Uh, draw a bunch of cards, lose a bunch of life, and then just like it, it it does the greatest thing ever in arena, which is like you play a card and then like fifteen abilities go on the stack, yes. and then your opponent scoops. <laughs> Perfect, because <laughs> they're just like whatever. I have I have I'm on my lunch break. I don't have time for this. I it oh. Over in, uh, back in Limited, um, last episode I talked about the, that Scholar of the Ages deck that I drafted. Yep. That was, that I described as demoralizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and boy, howdy was it. Um, so that's now happened to me twice. Nice. And that's how that works. <laughs> Karma. You reap what you sow. Yeah. It sucks. Let me tell you. Tell me about Scholar of the Ages. Okay, Scholar of the Ages, if you're unfamiliar with the card, mm-hmm. is five blue blue for mm. a three three human wizard when it enters the battlefield you return up to two target instants and or sorceries from your graveyard to your hand all right and it is frankly if you can just live to get your land in play and there's plenty of ways to do that mm-hmm. there's plenty of ways for a deck to not die mm-hmm. You can be in it, like you trade your creatures off aggressively, you use your removal aggressively, and then you play Scholar of the Ages. And unless someone can exile Scholar of the Ages, right, the game's basically over. Right. Because the, the, the loop is you play Scholar of the Ages and you return to probably two removal spells or whatever. Mm-hmm. Scholar of the Ages die. Like you just keep attacking with it, or mm-hmm. you block with it or whatever, or you sack it to bone splinters Mm -hmm. that's the real trick scholar of the ages dies then you cast soul salvage and Mm. return scholar of the ages and another creature that that died like in in one of the cases i'm thinking of that happened against me the one one with lifelink and death touch right because it's all cheap and has death touch yeah right then you replay scholar of the ages and you get back soul salvage and whatever bone splinters uh return to the ashes you know some sort of removal spell mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm, can just mm-hmm. do that forever and so i like i was sitting there i'm it's not like i'm flooding out i'm drawing good creatures i'm drawing powerful spells and it doesn't matter right because my opponent just goes like yeah i can just keep doing this forever and, and there's, there's, a lot there's of, nothing you can do about so it there's like a, this is what i've been i'm a monster yeah it's <laughs> it was it's yeah, you you basically just feel like you, it feels like you should be able to do something, right? And you because can't. You're just getting beaten to death by this three three. Yeah, that is generating card advantage. Like and the like, only way to do it is would be to race them in the air because that wouldn't let them block with scholar, right? But they have so much removal because scholar when you when they played scholar it brought back two removal spells generally, right? Right. And there's a lot in black that lets you recur things from the graveyard too, right? It's not yeah. just and soul the, salvage. And it's bone splinters is it common, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you use bone splinters, sack scholar of the ages, kill a creature, right? Then you soul salvage scholar of the ages and and a creature. They come back when you pl- cast scholar, you get back soul salvage and bone splinters, right? So essentially, it's tutoring every turn. Yeah, right. It's tutoring ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Right. I mean, yeah, this is. Yeah, so you got to live that list. You got to live to seven mana. But I was gonna say it is like it is very expensive, right? Like scholar. But I've had a seven drop. Is I think this set is kind of grindy. 
I've tried it drafting. Can I've be, tried yeah. drafting aggro, and it's got there in a couple of matches. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can if you can get the red green elemental deck, mm-hmm. right? Then yeah, that's that can be quick. If you can if you can do like black white tokens, you can you know you can they can be fast games. But I've had some very very slow yep. long games. You know, the I black th- yeah. I I drafted the maybe I didn't draft. I can't remember, but I definitely had a pretty ridiculous um black white token deck um what are all the cards that are in that deck corpse knight so there's corpse knight there's the which is a two two um, by the way oh yes yeah, yeah corpse knight also goes in the deck that i run oh i that makes yeah. sense so there's a corpse knight there's the zombie the three two zombie that uh creates a two two if there's another creature card of the same name it's a three three is it? A th- I thought it was a three-two. No. Okay, so it's a three-three. Three. B- bone-clad necromancer. No, 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 no. That's the one that exiles. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the zombie that checks the graveyard for the same name card. Oh, as undead servant. Undead servant. Mm. Thank you. Oh, okay. So that undead servant. Um, I've been wary of that because it seems like cause four, four mana is expensive, but I haven't done, I haven't d- got it in draft yet, and that seems like a place where you could pick up multiples. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then obviously there is the white splicer. Um, oh, yeah. And just picking up, God. you know, if, if you can get, go fairly wide and pick up some inspired charges and stuff like that. You know, pattern um, matcher is a golem too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I felt, yeah, that, that felt pretty good. I had an opponent do that to me. They played Master Splicer, and then they played Pattern Matcher and got a, a second Master Splicer. So then they had three five fives. <laughs> and nice. I was like, oh, that's bad. Pattern Matcher, by the way, is a 3-3 three, three golem for four. When it enters the battlefield... You may search your library for a card with the same name as another creature you control, and then you reveal it and put it into your hand and shuffle your library. So you got to have, I think, if you have like three creatures that you have pairs of, mm-hmm. or like maybe two creatures that you have like two and three of, maybe like this doesn't go in every deck. No, but uh, in that instance with the Master Splicer, they were like, yeah, Splicer Pattern Matcher Splicer was like, ah, oh, fudge, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I just lost this game. Yeah. There's incidentally several golems. Like, if you get a Master Splicer early, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even two of them, they're uncommon, right? Yep, Master right. Splicer? Yeah. Uh, like, then you probably run Prismite. Like, its ability sucks, but it's a piker for two colorless, right? Mm-hmm. It's a 2-1 for two, and if you get a Master Splicer, then it's a 3-2. Yeah. Stone Golem's still probably not great, but I don't know. If you have two Master Splicers, Stone maybe. Stone Golem being the 4-4 four, four for 5? 4-4 four, four for 5, yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's okay. So there's Prismite. Pattern Matcher, Stone Golem. I think there's another Golem, but I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, there's a Stone Golem. Because hmm. Diamond Knight. Is, wait, is Diamond Knight a Golem? It shouldn't I be. Like, I, I quite like Diamond Knight. I like Knight. Diamond Knight. It sh- I can't. It's not a Golem, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Paul says. Oh, right. Oh, Me- Meteor, Meteor Golem. Golem. Yeah. I mean, you run I Meteor mean, Golem regardless. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you're playing that card. It doesn't matter what deck you're playing. You're playing yeah. that card, so. Yeah, Meteor uh, than what? Yeah. Uh, Almost everything. Meteor Golem, Prismite, Stone Golem, and Pattern Matcher are, are, the, the, four, yeah. are the only four. And then four. The, the Splicer makes the Golem. Right. All right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Golem Tribal, not necessarily a thing, but you could dream. Yeah. You can make it happen. I believe in you. I mean, I've lost to it, so there we yeah. are. Pat- there you go. Pattern Matcher Golem originally uh, built to help its uh, owner with puzzles in Professor Layton, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it's so, very, oh. very good, good at Towers of Hanoi. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you just move that ring there. So, as a core set, M20 is really interesting to me because, so there, apart from protection, which I don't like. Which I don't like. Yeah. Uh, but that's 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 a different discussion. There's no mechanic, right? Cause like mm-hmm. we just come off of uh, War of the Spark, which had like a mass, and there were you know all through all through the the Ravnica blocks, there was five mechanics per se. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no keyworded mechanic, right? Mm-hmm. But the set is complex. Mm. Yeah. So it's definitely so it's interesting like- that what they've what they've decided to do with as a core set is to basically hammer home the, like, every card has rules that change how the game plays. Mm-hmm. And you can, it leads to some very complex board states and lines of play without having to sort of always know 
the the themes of the set. It's just like you have these cards. Mm-hmm. What do what do the cards in front of you and in your hand do to the game? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess in some ways, not having keywords makes it so that because keywords off what kind of obfuscate what is actually happening to cer- a certain extent just mm-hmm. to save space. Yeah. Right. So this is the, you know, reading the card explains the card, uh, but even more so because there isn't, uh, uh, there, there isn't even anything hidden behind the keyword. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like as an onboarding for new players, it seems like it's a lot, but it's also an interesting philosophy of how to, how to, how to, how to do right. a core set. Well, yeah. And how to explore what, the implications of those keywords actually are mm-hmm. right. Like one of the ones that I really enjoyed the most recently, uh, I, this is somewhat of an aside, I guess, but was uh, how we don't allow asides on this uh, podcast. Well, it was how Guilds of Ravnica. Wait, is it Guilds of Ravnica that had Celestia in it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Guilds of Ravnica yes. uh, convoke combos with vigilance, which is a green white mechanic. Yeah. Right? Like I I really enjoyed that. That wasn't an explicit interaction. Mm-hmm. But vigilance is actually quite a powerful ability yeah. in the right in the right context. Um and so I enjoy core sets like these that build off of the implicit complexities in those keywords. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the blue white flying deck, getting that card that uh, draws cards for flyers, right? Or gets discounted. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, winged words? Winged words, yes. yes. Really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy it yeah. a lot. I, I think it's it's surprising that a corset, it, to me, based on historical mm-hmm. <laughs> observations, it's surprising that a corset can lead to this many interesting interesting plays. I was watching Ben Stark stream the other day and just some of the stuff that was happening <laughs> in those games was like surprising, like really complex board states. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I like to feel challenged and to uh, like come up with interesting lines of play and magic is already a fairly complex game. Yeah. Right. You don't always need a lot of, a lot of new keyword mechanics to, to sell me on that complexity. Mm hmm. Yeah, but protection was a mistake. Yeah, protection is bad. I don't like protection at yeah, all. Yeah, it just it just leads to like it's it is an awkward ability that uh has far too many edge cases. Um it doesn't it's just not it needed to it needs to be straightforward especially when you introduce it into a core set like this. Yeah. And it's not super I mean, so I've seen a few people, you know, pretty annoyed with it in the fact that it's like just like completely changed the way some of these games have been playing and i i can't say that i've run into that so much um like most of the cards with protection especially the low cost cycles are like they're not great um but you run into you know the the two green green dinosaur oh my god Mm. and i mean like that's just uh, but that's and that's like that's a bomb like if you're playing blue and you run into that card it's just like all right well you're probably gonna lose um unless whatever other color you are playing can deal with it um yeah pacifism or um anything else Mm -hmm. um so i i don't really i'm not as I, i don't care so much there it's it's the future that i'm a little concerned about because they've made it clear that protection is something that's going to be coming back um and that's like not the best because i just i i am not a big fan of well i thought that this was a provisional test i don't i remember just in the rules doc i mean it it, saying, it's back now yeah for this yeah, yeah. set but mm-hmm. i don't know if it'll be back going forward possibly we'll i mean it's one of those things where like it's it's i mean magic is designed in the space where if it's in this set, it's probably with the idea of bringing it back a it's little bit more. It's probably in the next set or two, yeah. mm-hmm. and they can't course correct until. Which is the nature of the beast. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Um, it's not gonna make me stop playing Magic at all. No. Like I don't hate. I don't hate protection that much. I just think mm-hmm. in general, it's not a very great it's, mechanic. Yeah, it's one of those. Oh man. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But I need to be mad at something. Yeah. I mean, there's only like base, there's just basically like the one cycle in M20. Yeah, there's right? the one cycle, and then there's a few. As I said, the dinosaur and um, like there's yeah, the, but 
like there's only six cards exactly yeah. and so, again like it, it for me it is less about the set and more about what it means for the future right right so we'll see maybe you can we can get a circle of protection protection <laughs> to prevent, yeah yeah, per, yeah prevent protection yeah uh that is going to do it for this week um paul i saw you messing around with a url thing earlier are we going to talk about that uh sure okay hey corset 2020 nicknames that's right. Mm. Yeah. Was this actually visible on screen when you were laying it earlier? Oh, okay. We, we could see it, but you couldn't, or but they could. Interesting. All right. Well, whatever. Anyway, uh, lrr.cc slash m20. Uh, yes, we are doing the subreddit thing again. Uh, I know that some people weren't a big fan, but overall it worked very well. Uh, we're going to also go through and try to add, add a few more of our own this time. Um, and we'll see how we'll see how that goes. But if you want to submit a nickname for the Corset 2020 nicknames episode, uh, go there, um, throw in your nickname. It should be in contest mode, so it will randomize the order and obfuscate um, uh, upvotes and whatever. If you don't have an idea, go there anyway and upvote ones that you do like, and we'll read the best ones out on the podcast. Hmm. And that'll be in a couple weeks' time. I don't know exactly the dates, but we'll figure it out. What is it, the 12th today? We'll probably do it at the end of the month or the beginning of August cool. at some point. Um, speaking of August. Um, oh, yeah, Magic Fest Magic Vegas. Fest Vegas. Mm. That is happening August 22nd through 25th. Uh, we will be there, uh, myself and Cameron and Hello. Ben and Adam and Serge, at least that is currently who is planning on going. Um we're going to be doing all kinds of all things. kinds of stuff. There's TBD. There is a big push of commander this this go around. So mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a uh, like a commander area this year, including a commander party that I think we're supposed to be going to Friday night. So Adam's running back his battle bond versus Gavin Verhey. Yeah. So the Ooh. battle bond. So the battle bond versus. I mean, that's going to be more of a spectator thing. So it's yeah. uh, currently the plan was him and Gavin, uh, me and Ashlyn. And she's already working out costume ideas, so oh, that should be boy. fun. Um, and then I think possibly Ben and Serge and then one other group, which I won't say because I have no idea. If Wait, it Gavin is and Adam on a team? Um, no. Oh, okay, uh, good. It, it's, it's um, sorry, It's it would be... Paired um, with other people? Him, him and Josh, I think. Oh, wow, okay. And then, yeah. So, and then, yeah, the idea is to make that a big thing we'll see I, I there's no firm details yet but we're going to do that and then i think we'll probably be do an, another panel we're probably going to be streaming um and then just in general we're going to be there all weekend playing magic and and you'll be able to yeah. find us and and hang out and we can sign your play mat or whatever Keep an you want eye us to do on future episodes of tap tap concede and our twitter for yeah. more information on that yeah uh, so, until next time, a reminder that this show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please do check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR for all of your card purchasing needs because we think they're great. Mm -hmm. And, of course, this show and everything that we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingworthyrun. It's how we do all the things that we do. Until next time, I am Graham. I am James. I was Cameron. Cool. And <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Bye.